Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. You know, I want to talk a little bit about two things tonight is number one, um, why I never seem to get angry, how I can kind of stay cool and collected about everything that I read and see and why I'm so happy in my life, even though I'm kind of swimming through some pretty miserable stories and awful things every day. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about why I became a bachelor and some of the things that directly happened to me. Since I think the last time I talked about this, I had like 2000 followers sometime back in, I think it was October or November. So we all are familiar with a 500 pound tiger. Now, maybe you haven't seen one in person at a, at a zoo or something like that, but I'm pretty sure you can imagine what a 500 pound tiger would do to you were you to run, run into one in the jungle. Now, do it, does that automatically make us hate tigers? No, no, we just know to be very careful around them. And if you see one, you better make a game plan. Well, tigers are beautiful and, you know, I, I, they're very graceful. Uh, they move quite silently. They swim. Um, they're, they're interesting to pet because they're more like a horse than they are a cat. They're kind of bristly. So from that aspect, you can say, well, tiger's a beautiful creature. So is a woman. Woman's a beautiful creature. Beautiful to look at. Very graceful. Nice on the eyes. I've uh, stroked a few uh, women in my life. I've, I've enjoyed that as well. But does that, uh, does that make me hate them? No. Just like I don't hate the tiger that wants to eat me alive. It's just about understanding their nature. The reason why you have to be careful around the tiger is, you know, there could be 500, and again, this is just, you know, thought theory here. There could be uh, 50 tigers in 50 cages, and three of them or five of them might be your best friends, and the other 45, uh, you know, 40, 40 of them might ignore you, and five would eat you on sight. But you don't know which is which. So what do you do? Well, you stay away from all of them. You appreciate them. You enjoy looking at them. You admire them for their grace and beauty. And if you had the opportunity to stroke one without getting in, in uh, hurt too badly, you'd probably do it. But you'd never get in a cage with a tiger. But you don't hate tigers because they'd want to eat you. That's their nature. Well, the same thing goes about women, okay? As I said before, graceful, beautiful, as long as you stay safe. Well, this channel is about staying safe, about making wise decisions when it comes to interacting with women. Now, does that mean I need to hate women to to have that discussion or to sit here and talk about some of the things we need to? Of course not. It doesn't do you any good. It's not productive. All women are not the same. You know, when I said uh, happy International uh, Women's Day the uh, other day on a video, I'll put a link up here over, over the shoulder right about now. Um, I was saying that sarcastically because every day recently is happy International Women's Day. Uh, yesterday was and today is and tomorrow is. All you have to do is read half the, or watch half my videos about the stories I read. It's propping up women. It's congratulating women. It's women are special. Women are wonderful. Women are unique and, you know, strong and brave and, and men are put down every day. So that was me being sarcastic. But even if I wasn't meaning it sarcastic and I meant it genuinely, should I receive hate for that? I don't know about you guys, but I have a mom. I have a sister. I have an aunt and I have three female cousins. All of them are I mean, I haven't dated any of them, obviously, but all of them are pretty awesome women when it comes to me and my life and my family. So could I not say happy International Women's Day to them? I get my mother flowers sometimes on Valentine's Day just because to show her I care for her. I usually get her a big basket of chocolates and other things she likes for Mother's Day. She's a woman. So you can't hate all women. You can't walk around saying all women are the same and F all women and women are horrible and so on and so forth. You can't do that. 
It's not productive. It's not going to get you anywhere in life. But what you can do, and if you want to, if you want to hate on them, then hate on them. That's fine. But you can't expect me to, because I'm not in the same space. What I do understand about them is I understand their benefits, which are, for me currently, minimal, and I understand the the hazards and the challenges and the energy and some of the other things it takes to make them happy and to date them and to keep them in your lives. For me, that's not where I am. But this channel has, um, you know, I've gotten many, many emails thanking me for the channel. I've gotten it from women. I've gotten it from gay women. I've gotten it from gay men. I've gotten it from married men. I've gotten it from players that want to date. I've gotten it from guys that haven't had the, that are almost 30 years old that have never had a chance to even kiss a woman. I've had it from guys that are going their own way because they've been burnt through divorce and, and divorce court. I have all these people here watching me and that makes me feel extremely um, gifted. It's a gift for me. It's a, uh, it probably means more to me, this channel, you guys mean more to me than I mean to you. And I mean that genuinely. And the reason being is because it, you guys let me tell you a tale. You guys let me, you guys let me let you laugh or help you laugh or understand some of the problems and the challenges that men say. It's the same thing why I say we don't need an international men's day because every day is men's day for me, at least, you know, because when we look around us and we look at everything that we interact with, um, it's, it's designed, it's developed. Society is made by men. So I, uh, yes, you know, if we go back to International Men's Day, which I think was November 19th, if I remember correctly, I made a post, you know, I made a, a post and uh, thanked the guys out there and told them to stay strong and hang in there. And we do need to work on on the male suicide rate and on men um, being hurt uh, in the military and, and firefighters and many of the imbalances that we have out there. But, but I think with this channel and with you guys tuning in, um, I think a lot of men just... They don't care about International Men's Day. They're busy working. They're busy being men. They're being successful. The only people that may like it is the, I don't know, the the, the soy boys and the that type. And, and all it ends up on most social media and web pages are hating on Men Day. That's what it turns into. But with you guys tuning in and, and listening to me and letting me talk to you and, and you guys listen, every day is Men's Day for us because we're sharing the stories. We're talking about the men's issues. We're dealing with these problems. And I think to me that's more important than just putting up a, a banner on Google and saying Happy International Men's Day because that's, that's kind of shallow. That doesn't really get you anywhere. Men's issues are something that should be discussed and, and realized every single day. And that's what I try to do here. So for, for those of you um, that... I mean, a lot of them, I guess, that were upset with me because I said happy International Women's Day and that I don't hate on women. Some of them decided to pack their bags and leave. And, uh, you know, if that's the case, that's the case. And, and I'm fine with that. The one big thing that I have to tell everybody here is that you do you. I'm never going to, I'm never going to tell you how to live your life. And if you want to be angry at women and, and hate on them and whatever, then do that. That's fine, but it doesn't mean I have to. You know, there are positive women in my life. Do I date them? No. Am I ever going to get married again? No. You know, am I going to get a long-term relationship again? No. But I'm still going to respect the women that are in my life because the ones that I keep in my life are family that I care for and they care for me or a couple of friends. They're not extremely close friends, but they're important enough that I keep them around. So I wouldn't be harsh on them and I certainly don't hate them. So letting go of that hate, letting go of that frustration, you have to, I think, at some point or you're just going to boil and steam constantly. And you end up being like some of these radical feminists, except 
we end up being the difference. And I'm not, again, I'm not talking about all you guys or even the majority of you guys. And probably the ones I'm talking to may not be, even be here anymore. I don't know. But, uh, and I'm not saying that they're radical feminists. I'm saying, though, that the, the, the feminists like that hate everything male. They hate everything to do with men. Men are the cause of all the problems and the patriarchy, and they're awful, and they're horrible be- human beings, and they should go away, and they'd be fine being wiped off the face of the earth. But that's a small subset. They're very loud on the internet, but that's a small set subset of women. Then there's a very vast, large majority of women that might that might not be what we want to date or maybe what we might not want to be with friends with, but that's fine too. And then there are the few special ones that might actually be awesome to date and have a relationship. But I've always explained that's kind of like searching for a needle in a shit stack. And there's only so much time in the day that you really want to put into that because it's just... It's just a waste of of time and and effort in my mind. So I don't go looking anymore. But some of you guys have interest in looking. So I try to speak to everyone about these things. And all I ask from you guys is, you know, if you want, if you really feel like you need to have a channel that's going to just thrash and be harsh on people, this isn't it. Because, you know, I'm okay with life. I'm happy. Every day I'm happy. Um, Now I read some stories that might make me angry. But in general, my life is really damn good. And I'm a lucky guy. And so I just, I can't hold any frustration and anger in my heart. And when I talk to to the public about, or whoever's watching, about men's issues, who who am I going to be able to speak to more? You know, if, if I'm harsh and I'm angry and women suck and women are awful, and so, well, that this group gets smaller, but it gets very much, um, yeah, man, I'm exactly with you. I hear you. So what do I do every day? All I'm doing is talking to the same people and we're just rehashing stories about how awful women are and then we go, okay, high five, and then we go off to bed. But what have we accomplished? We may feel better for ourselves, but we haven't reached anybody. We haven't changed any minds. You know, when I say I have 3,000 women on this channel, somebody, because I don't speak harshly of them, somebody called me a simp. Okay, whatever. If just being nice to a woman means that I'm a simp, then I guess I'm a simp. But if you look at 155 or 160 videos that I've recorded, I'm certainly not in their pockets and I'm certainly not in their favors as far as that goes. But it doesn't mean I need to hate on them. But by speaking from a neutral place and trying to be fair to anyone that wants to tune into my channel and listen to me speak, maybe some of those women will learn something. Maybe they'll learn how we think. Maybe they'll learn what happened to us so that they don't do it to somebody else. And and maybe some of you say maybe they watch it so they can figure out how to manipulate us. Maybe there are some of them too, but you, you can't stop that from anywhere, you know? The married guys watch here. I, 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 maybe they just want to see some of the stories and things we're going through. Maybe I'm entertaining. I don't know, you know. But nonetheless, that's that's what I wanted to say about about getting your anger out. Is that it? You know, it's just not me. So if 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 be, me being cordial and and polite to women, it doesn't mean I'm an ass kisser, and it doesn't mean that I'm in their pockets or that you know I'm yay girl power. It just means that they're people. And and I think there's there's way way too too few people that are kind to people because everybody gets split up. Oh, you're conservative and I'm I'm left. I hate you. Oh, I'm left or I'm con- I'm whatever way I said that the opposite. I'm conservative. You're left. I hate you. What? Okay, so now politics can't get along. Oh, genders can't get along. Oh, uh, races can't get along. Oh, uh, you know, on the upper class versus the low. everybody fights with everybody. Well, I don't want that here. You know, I find this very relaxing. I find it fun to to have communication with you guys out there. But this is never going to be a channel that's going to be just hating because there's there's too much of that already. Now, the way I got to where I am here, 
I'm going to start at the beginning and it's not going to be too terribly long because I'm already running a little bit long. But at uh, in high school, I had a couple of casual flings and I found a girlfriend that I loved. I was a junior. She was a senior. Fell in love. We were talking about staying together after high school. And then at a party, I caught her in the back seat of uh, my best friend's Camaro with him on top of her doing the old in and out. And I had never done that with her. So I lost a friend and a girlfriend in one fell swoop. Smash cut four years of just kind of being casual and doing my thing and casually dating and having some fun. And uh, met a met a very nice girl that uh, was very pretty, very kind, very sweet. Um, it just turned into one of those things where I thought it was going to be casual, but we enjoyed each other's company, became long-term, so on and so forth. I proposed. She said yes. We got married. I was 21 years old. She was 21. Um, we moved down to Florida. Uh, we, I, I was up in New York in the military. I had just gotten out of the military. I moved to Florida in the panhandle. I worked a couple of odd jobs trying to scrape. Uh, we were living with my sister at the time, scraping a couple of bucks together so I could get us our own apartment. She missed home. Uh, this was after about six months. She said she missed her family, wanted to fly up and visit with her mom and dad for a little while. I said, okay. She flew up there and never to return. I, I called. Her mother would only answer the phone and say she doesn't want to talk to you and and so I freaked out, quit my job, jumped in my little uh, Honda Civic that I had at the time, a 92 Honda Civic, to tell you how old I am, and drove 24 hours straight to New York. I hadn't slept. I mean, I, I was a wreck. Got up there, waited outside where she used to work because I found out through a couple other friends she was working there again. And uh, she came out, and man, I was beta. I just, I grabbed her skirt and was just on, like on my knees, just sobbing into her skirt, saying, what did I do? Because, you know, Every member of my family has been married for 50 or 60 years, so I thought it was going to last forever. You know, divorce never even entered my mind. But I was sobbing and crying. I said, what can I do to fix this, so on and so forth. She said, she said, my, my family just doesn't think you're ever going to amount to be, never going to amount to anything. And, you know, I, I just see you working these part-time jobs. We don't even have an apartment. We're not even going anywhere. And I said, well, let's sit down and talk to this. You know, I'm just getting on my feet. We'll be fine once I find a job. We've only been down there a short time. And she said, I can't, I've got a date. And so, you know, I waited there trying to convince her for a few minutes and a sports car pulled up. I don't remember what it was, but it was an expensive sports car. And uh, some older dude, like 30 something probably, and again, I was 21, pulled up and uh, opened the door for her and she got in and off she went and that was it. So after that, um, I stayed up with my buddy up there and it was every night was just, we were hitting the, the, every bar had a different, like Wednesday was this night at this bar and Tuesday was this, I basically was just drinking seven nights a week with my buddy who had just also gotten divorced. And, uh, we just ended up doing that for like four years and then, and it was just fling after fling after fling. I was drowning myself in, in alcohol and women. And, uh, so he took off to California cause his, his military, um, uh, his he moved off to his new duty station because his time at our base was up and I didn't have any place to go. So I moved back down to Florida, got a part-time job. Then uh, with this company, I eventually got a promotion, moved to West Palm Beach, Florida. And then I was there for several years, um, had a few casual dates, things like that. Moved up to Raleigh, North Carolina, got a good job. And then I met another girl. And this is while I was dating casually. Uh, we really hit it off. Now, this one was the complete opposite of the first one. First one was beautiful, but she was like a hairstylist and did a little modeling on the side. Very tall, very pretty, but you know, like not the, not the sharpest blade in the drawer. And this one was kind of the opposite. Like she was average, but pretty. 
Um, she was working on her PhD in biology and immunology, very smart, intelligent. We had great conversations, a lot in common. We dated for two years and she actually proposed to me. And so I said, yeah, why not? Let's do this. Got married together for, um, we were dated for two years. Then we were together for five or six more. I don't remember exactly. And it just, everything kind of fizzled out. It's like what I talk about when the tingles and all that goes away and all of a sudden you're roommates and you're not fooling around very often. It's not much fun anymore. And I said, you know, do I want to be doing this till I'm 45 or 55 or 65 or do I want to end it now? So I pulled the trigger, filed for divorce. We left very amicably, amicably split everything in, in 50-50 and off I went. Stayed in Raleigh uh, for the next 15 years, ended up getting into a network engineering job and the whole time all I was doing is casually dating. So, um, you know, going on, going on a date in Raleigh where it's like a million and a half people, um, going on a date a week was really easy. And most of the time, if you have a little bit of game and you can talk kind of smooth, it's not hard to seal the deal after a date. So I had my, I had my plenty of fun with, um, large numbers of women and I was very lucky, but at the time I was in good shape. I was athletic. Um, not that I'm not now, but I was much more so. And, uh, so it really wasn't a challenge, but I found that kind of got old. And then I bumped into somebody that was, uh, again, student, very intelligent, uh, going places with her life. Um, good family. You know, I, I knew about the red pill. Um, and so I knew what I was doing and I knew how to look for flags and everything else. And so we, we lived together for about a year and a half. And that's when I found, um, long story short, I found out that she was, um, she had to go do uh, classes that were because she was still a student she had to do classes that were up at certain medical centers and so she went back to her hometown to do that a couple times a year Uh, I found out she was uh, seeing another dude up there and then it turned into two other guys up there and then I caught her on one of those sugar daddy sites (laughs) man let me tell you when you when you think you found somebody that could possibly be like for a forever relationship and then all of a sudden it twists so quick. And, and this is, again, I was red pilled. Now I was living kind of purple pilled at the time, obviously, because I was in a long-term relationship. But when you see somebody that you're like, man, this could be forever too. Oh, she's selling herself. Like the, the, the amount of, and none of this. I mean, it was, had I not, uh, had she not left her iPad at our apartment and I guessed her birthday, who uses a birthday for a passcode, but she had an iPhone. And so it synced the I, app, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't, I'm not quite sure how it works, but Apple Sync, I guess, is if you message on the phone, it also syncs up to the iPad and your computer if you have an Apple computer, if you have it set up that way. Man, I logged into her iPad because I, I thought something was up, and I saw every message she was sending on that phone, and I was just, man, I was blown away. I was blown away. And that took me about a year to get over, and this was, I don't know, three, four years ago now. That took me a long time to get over because it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like being fooled so utterly and so badly that I'm like, if, if this, this could, if you can mask this darkness underneath that with this, anybody could fool me. Like there's no way that was impenetrable. Like had I not opened that iPad, I would have never known no other signs. It was stuff happening when I was off at work. Um, she would, man, I went back in time on that iPad. There were times that we had fooled around and when I went in to jump in the shower, she messaged, took a picture, a selfie of her with nothing on and sent it to a dude 
in the 30 seconds or a minute that I was in the shower. And she was like, oh, naked thinking of you, blah, 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 zip. And then she'd put her phone down. And I can't. One minute, man. One minute, she had a three-line sentence of thinking of you and sending a selfie of herself after we had just, I'm like, I, I can't do it, man. And, and I went through so much rage and so much pain and so much confusion. I said, how, how could I get fooled this badly? Even knowing, even it's like, it'd be like Sherlock Holmes investigating a crime scene and he looks through a, a, a room for an hour for a clue and can't find anything and turns around and there's an elephant. And that was the clue he was looking for. You're just like, holy cow, how did I miss this? And that's what happened to me. And I said, I held on to that rage for a long, long time. This, this whole thing is, is a, a whole story of my life because of that. And uh, it's which why, why it means so much to me. But it's one of those things that after that, I held on to that rage to the point where it made me sick. Like I actually literally felt nauseated. I felt sick to my stomach like I was going to throw up. I couldn't sleep. I was a wreck. Man, I had bags under my eyes. I was an absolute wreck. I lost my job because of it, because I couldn't sleep, and I'd end up falling asleep at my desk. I had so many problems from that. And after that, I said, what did I get out of that relationship? I had a best friend. I had Because we really did get along like that. I had a gym partner. Um, I had uh, a bed bedroom partner. Uh, and that was a couple times a week. That was pretty good. And... But then I had all that black poison grief on the back end of it. And after all that, you say to yourself, was the friendship worth it? No, I can have guy friends for that. Was the you know roommate, companionship, bed partner? No, not really. I've got a dog and I've got other friends that I can ride motorcycle and hobbies with. Was the bedroom part of it worth it? Yeah, it's pretty good, but no, it's not worth it. So what's left? What, when you weigh it all out, there's, there was so much bad with less good. Now, and if you don't know about that bad, then it's all good, you know, but when you, there's so much of that. And when I, when that hit me, I was, I was a wreck. So I spent the next year working my way out of that. And I read, uh, probably half dozen or more psychology books about ego, about, um, understanding human nature. Um, some of them I read about, um, I can't remember and many of them, but, uh, the names of them, but I read about understanding human nature and narcissism was another big one. I've had some guys call me out that I don't know what I'm talking about, but I read three or four books on narcissism just to understand the covert and the overt and how do you identify and what are the red flags and the signs because man, she was good. She was good. So I spent a lot of time studying that stuff and trying to understand human nature and, and why why did she do what she did? Why do women do what they do? Why do men do what they do? Why do damaged people do what they do? Why do good people get sucked in sometimes and get fooled for this stuff? And, and that's how I spent the next three years reading. And then a, a year ago, when I, uh, well, two years ago now, uh, before I did my travel around the world, I just quit my job. I put everything in an 80 liter backpack, a tent, hiking poles, boots, clothes, you know, the whole nine yards. And I traveled around the world. If I had been doing my channel at the time, I would have uploaded a ton of videos, but I just never thought about it. It was my time. I wasn't on Facebook. I wasn't on Tinder or not, not Tinder on Twitter. I wasn't on anything, but I did use Tinder because I wanted to go on dates with girls from certain countries, just see what it was like. And there's some pretty cool countries out there with some pretty cool girls, but it was mostly me healing. And it was mostly me just being left alone for a little bit over a year. And it gave me a lot of time to think. And through all of that, when I came home for the first time in my life, I was happy. And the reason why I was happy is because I, a part of me died, but
but it was a bad part of me that died. It was a part that wanted acceptance from others, that wanted attention from others. To be, I wanted to be a nice guy. I wanted to help other people. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to, to be a positive role model for society. That part of me died. Now it's about me. Now it doesn't mean I'm selfish. Well, let me crack that. Actually, it means I'm incredibly selfish, but it doesn't mean I'm a jerk. It doesn't mean that I'm rude to other people or I'm not considerate of others' feelings. If anything, I'm more so because I realized how bad it can feel when you get hit and hurt like that. It put me into the ground. And I said two things. Number one, I'm never going to do that to anyone else ever. So no tall tales, no stretching the truth. I just tell it like it is, whether it comes to relationships or friends or anything else. And number two, I'm never going to let anyone else do that to me. And so um, were you to meet me, were we to hang out, um, were you to, to get to know me a little bit? None of this is a normal conversation. This channel is where I leave all my, my thoughts on this stuff. And when this is off, other than when I'm reading stories to share with you guys, I'm happy. I'm thinking about my future. I'm thinking about my bus and my travels. I'll go around the world again someday. I'm tucking money aside as best I can when I work um, so I can live a good life. I'll buy a plot of land somewhere. And, you know, I can't ever say that if I didn't meet an awesome woman that I wouldn't casually date again. Can't say that. I, there's, I never say never about anything. I can tell you, though, that I'm never going to long-term date again and I'm never going to fall in love again because it, you leave yourself open to vulnerable. And the funny thing is I think once you love a woman... I don't think they, I don't think they like that. I think that the minute they, if you look at the very last video that, or actually the next video that I've got coming out because I scheduled it for tomorrow. Let me read the title of it so it'll make sense here. Um, it's uh, it's called uh, Getting a Guy by a Fish Hook. It's a, you'll see a thumbnail with a guy by a fish hook. It's about four guys that got married and they have kids. And the minute they had kids, the wives started withholding sex to get them to do things for them. I said, you know, I'm never going to be in a situation where anyone can control me again. And when you love somebody, it makes you very vulnerable and it makes them have some control over you and it makes you try to work things out. I can never put myself there any, anymore. That part of me just kind of fried out. So while I, I, I lost the loving other people intimately, I love my friends and I love my family, but loving other people intimately, while that part of me died, um, the part that died with it was also the anger and the rage and and all the frustration and so i i guess i lost I, I guess i lost the ability to do two things and maybe i lost some good in there too but when those circuits all fried out i just found i was at peace and i was happy and i could look at the world in a different lens now i don't care where i live because it doesn't matter i mean i want it to be somewhere beautiful but it doesn't matter if it's in the mountains of montana or a beach in hawaii but there was always part of me when I, when I wasn't in that place that said, but if I do that, how am I going to meet any friends? How am I going to have friends if I live in the middle of the woods all by myself? How am I going to date anybody? Who am I going to have some fun time with? Who am I going to fool around with? That part of me died. Now it's just, what do I want? And how, I, how do I want to spend my time? And so to be angry at the world and to be frustrated at the world, I just think that's, um, I think that's just drinking poison to hurt everybody else. And all it ends up doing is, poisoning yourself so that's how I got here now I don't it doesn't necessarily mean that I know more than you guys well some of you younger guys or uh, and probably many of you have similar very similar stories but I think by letting that go and and I guess you could call it finding your happy place um, life just seems to get so much easier and so much better and so much simpler so much simpler and that's really what I want for the rest of my life is a simple easy life 
So guys, uh, that is my story. That's why I'm here. I hope you get something out of this. I hope you at least enjoy me opening myself and putting it on the table for you. And uh, we'll leave it there. If you'd like to support my work, as always, links are below. Like, comment, share. And, you know, go check my older stuff. Um, you may not agree with all of it, but, you know, we're here to, to spread some news and tell some stories. So go check out some of my other stuff, too, because that's a great way to, to support the channel indirectly. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. And remember, sometimes life can just be good. You just got to let it. Thank <laughs> you.